Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. It's the PHNX Coyote Show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download today using code PHNX and place a $1 football bet and get $150 in free bets. It's just that easy. It's episode 13. Lucky 13. (laughs) I know. There have been some good 13s in this town, though. Steve Nash, Ray Whitney. Uh, What did Domi wear? Oh, Domi wore 16. What's Kurt Order's number? Why am I blanking on this? This is horrible. I covered the guy. <laughs> Shane, do you know? Bad sign. Bad sign. Yeah. Take two. Was it 13? Oh, there you go. Look, look at that. that. Nailed it. Good talent for 13s. Yeah. Well, um, you know, the NHL, the Coyotes play their opening game three weeks from today. And the preseason game is tonight. And there's a preseason, preseason game tonight. starts tonight. There's hockey. We're, there's NHL hockey happening today. I know. How does everyone feel? We. <laughs> this is a hard time of year. It's hard for fans to get into it the sun's still shining the weather's warm football's all over the tv and think we got to go to the rink and start watching hockey it's hard to make that transition but uh, it's hard for writers too buddy oh buddy preseason <laughs> work 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 hey craig no not so much that it's um just, it's preseason it's hard it's hard and, and it's yeah. you know from a, a coaching perspective a player and a fan you always want your team to win that's why you root for your team you want them to win and you go to a preseason game and you go it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And you, you want to, you still root for your team. And tomorrow we'll still be talking about, Hey, they won. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like what matters tonight is how individual players play, perform, compete, what the coaches see and expect out of those players. Um, and can they fit into an NHL team, NHL locker room and be on the ice with other NHL players? Some of the guys we talked about last week at the risk rookie tournament, that's what they're looking at. And even the coaches will say, Oh, this doesn't matter if we win or lose, but they'll be the ones talking about winning or losing mm-hmm. after also. So it's really hard to separate the the performance and the analytics and you know looking at different players from the winning and losing. Um, I think this group will be fine separating sure. it. But I mean, yeah, what you say. I mean, they're they're wired to compete, they're wired to want to win no matter the situation. That's why they're at this level, because they've been, you know, they've played at that level of competition for so long and they've they've learned to play to win. Um but, you know, Andre Turney was saying it yesterday when we talked to him after their last practice. At some point, you know, you, you can practice all you want. And they haven't practiced that much, by the way, although the rookies have had more. At some point, you have to take the exam. You have to find out what you've got. So he understands that this is this is not the team that we're going to see for the season opener. They're not going to play as well as he hopes they play in the season opener. And there, there are a lot of uh, things that you take into account. The lack of time implementing the systems, the lack of familiarity we each other there's so many new faces 
on this roster and on this coaching staff. So all that taken into account, you still want to see what you've got. So here we are, game one of the preseason against the beloved LA Kings. Yeah, our favorite. River our favorite Maybe opponents. there'll be an injury. And like always always beat LA. The oh, God. There may be a fight, too. Like, don't be surprised. If in, a, in a preseason game? Imama's coming from the LA oh, King yeah. organization. And he knows, you know, like it or not, that's still a part of this game fighting and playing physical. And you talk about Tom Wilson and Ryan Reeves. Um, that's the role that mama plays. And if he wants to get a sniff in the NHL, that's going to have to be an element to what he brings. Is he in the lineup tonight? I don't know. I would expect he might be because it's, it is the LA Kings. That's the other part. We're kind of handicapped this morning. We don't know who's going to play tonight. You know, we talked about Ben McCartney a lot last week and how he, he had a chance to shine in the rookie tournament. Does he get an opportunity tonight against, NHL players and see if he can keep up. Can he keep up physically? Um, we just don't know if he's in the lineup. My question actually is how are the rosters determined? There's six preseason games between now and opening night. And obviously there's too many players to have everyone play every game. So how, how are the rosters kind of determined? Yeah, we talked to Andre about that yesterday. Uh, what what their goal is, and, and this is pretty standard. PD, you can speak to this, but this is pretty standard across the NHL. Your veterans aren't going to play all the games, but what he said is most of them will play four games. Some of them will play less, depending on what they feel they need to see from the veterans. There are some guys where they already know their role, they're, everything about they need to know about them. It's just more of like a tune-up. So some of those guys may play three games. So you start there by figuring out where all your veterans sit in, on, on the roster for those various games, and then you fill the holes with the other guys. They do want to give... Some of those rookies that impressed in development camp or at the rookie faceoff tournament, a chance to get into the lineup as well. Um, so, so that's how it'll shake out. And then with the goaltending, we'll, we'll see. I mean, he did say that the starter is going to go two periods tonight, and the backup will play one period. You don't want to throw a goaltender into a, you know, a three period situation right away. You want to sort of work them in slowly. And I think what's different about this season, too, is you don't have those veteran returners to the Coyote lineup. If Oliver Ekman Larson was here, his if he played at all, his <laughs> minutes would be limited. And you look at Shane Doan, the bobblehead on the table. When Shane played, this is the game he wouldn't want to play in. He, he wouldn't. It's a lawn gnome, by the way. Oh, it is? What did I say, bobblehead? Sorry. It's okay. You Terminology. <laughs> so he would remember the Doan lawn gnomes when they gave him out? <sighs> no. Incredible. Yeah, of course. It's right there. You can see it. <laughs> Wait, you're on TV. Um, but but he would be a guy that wanted to play the the last two or three to, to ramp his game up. Same with Mike yeah. Smith. He wanted, no, I don't need to play tonight. I want to see more practice. I want to get more game speed and practice. I'll play those later games. So when you get that kind of status, that veteran status, you can kind of help where you play. Now, if you come in as a veteran and you're out of shape, overweight, you don't pass all the physical and conditioning tests, you're going to play tonight. And you might play on Wednesday, and you might play on Saturday. It's not a punishment. We got to get you up to game shape. So that is yeah. something that dictates it also. But you hit on the head with those young guys. Who are we looking at? You know, if we're looking at player A versus player B, they better play a lot to give them a fair shake at, at, at comparing their their skill sets, so we can make the right determination on who makes the roster. So those are the guys. When you see a guy playing four five and six games like Barrett Hayton when he first came into league you want to see can he keep up or are we going to send him back to junior um so I think you might see that with some of these younger guys but the veteran guys fall into that category this year like is 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 Andrew Ladd ready to play is Louis Erickson ready to play they have such a small sample set of gameplay over the last few years I'm not surprised if they don't get a little bigger piece of the apple here over the next few games yeah go ahead well I was just gonna say there's 
so like well two things one you know we mentioned that it's a new coaching staff so it's all new systems in place is there has there been enough time for, do you think for the <laughs> players to learn this system to be I mean I get that's why you do play preseason games but you know you mentioned that coach Tierney said like we kind of just need to be thrown in that situation to see do the players feel the same way or do you think as a player you wish you had more I'll take the second part you can talk about the systems for players I think every player would rather play a game than than take part in another training camp practice yeah for sure you want to play yeah yeah I mean it's just that's that's why you're here to compete anyway it's it's a heck of a lot more fun and then when you're talking about practices, it's a, it's a lot of drudgery to have to go through that day after day after day, and they are doing it every day. But as far as the systems, I mean... Well, that's what this game is for. It's yeah. it's You need... To, the way coaches coach these systems, they show it on video, they walk it through on the ice, and then they'll get game play of that system and review that film to help teach. And that, that cycle goes like that the entire season they'll be watching system video on game 71 through 80 what did we do right what did we do wrong so you're always fine-tuning it they just need a sample set of these players playing that system whatever that system may be and you know is it a neutral zone one two two well we need video of our players you know andrew lad louis erickson you know we need fish we need chick we need everybody playing that system so tomorrow we can go into the film room and go okay here's you guys doing it Here's the way we want to do it. So whether we do it right or wrong, we're still going to teach from that video. That's why these games are critically important on teaching those systems. But what you'll also see is one of the areas they haven't, I know they spent some time on the power play in practice this week, but two areas that are most difficult to teach in training camp are power play and penalty kill because it's hard to do live reps in practice against yourself. Um, so they need that competitive, our power play against the Kings penalty kill I would think that their power play and their penalty kill will be very rudimentary tonight. It's going to be very simple, very simple patterns um, because it won't be their complete roster. So you're picking and pulling guys from different areas. Um, that would be the area of the game that I would think will probably be a little scrambly. Rookie tournament, almost all of it was scrambly. Yeah. I would think tonight the special teams are the area you work on the least with the players that you put into this lineup. You know, I was actually surprised to see them working on it a little bit in camp the other day because I, I think Rick talk it like to roll those out a little later in camp but there's i mean there's a lot to absorb here um we're actually of course going to have assistant coach mario duhamel on the show a little later today he's going to be in charge of the penalty killing unit so we can talk to him a little bit about what we might expect to see down the road but another aspect of camp of course is the position battles right um, something yeah. that we're going to be looking at a lot um so i mean i got a couple things i think cleared up yesterday uh, Andre made it clear that Jay Beagle is going to be at center. That that solves a lot of, you know, it answers a lot of our questions about the center depth because you've got Nick Schmaltz, you've got Johan Larson, you've got Jay Beagle now. So, you know, who's that fourth center now is, I guess, the biggest question for that position. Is it going to be uh, Travis Boyd uh, filling that number four slot? Can Barrett Hayton actually come up and take a spot? Or is it a guy like Ryan Dezingle who brings a lot of speed to the ice. That's, that's one of the things to watch. We can talk about. Yeah. That and having that center depth, we, we questioned a week ago who were going to be the four centers of this team. Did they even have four centers? And I think now uh, by making that change, making JB, you're a centerman, you're going to be a centerman on this team. That does bring some clarity. But now you talked about the, the three other players that can fill that role, Boyd, Dezingle and Barrett Hayton, three very different players with very mm -hmm. different styles and bring bare, very different things that slot differently in a lineup. 
You know, Boyd, I've seen more of a four hole, but Barrett Hayton can play a two or three. So, I, you know, again, we talked about battles. Center ice, there's a battle. You know, and I think we've spent so much time talking about Barrett Hayton starting this season in Tucson. We may look at the six games from now, Barrett Hayton might have four or five goals, and you go, how do they not put him on the lineup? Yeah. And I know that in his head, that's what he's thinking. You know, people, oh, we're going to bake you, bake you, bake you. Hey, I, I led the preseason in scoring. I took all the draws. I had a 52% in the circle. I, yeah, then you're going to have to take a second look at it. So I think that's one area that you're going to see the battle for sure. The other one to me is the the defense role and who's that 6-7. Like, where does yeah. that fit? You know, Labushkin, I think, with his body of work and his experience, he's six. I, he f- makes the top six. Yeah, so we've got Jacob Chikrin. And, and by the way, uh, yesterday, Andre told me uh, that Anton Strauman's probably going to be his defense pair. We guessed that. He's he, he's the right profile, at least. Again, you have to see if it actually works out once they work together. But it makes sense. Right-handed, savvy defenseman who can protect him. And then you're looking at a second pair of uh, Shane Gostisbehere and Connor Timmins, as you said, Lubushkin. So it's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so you so we, bring talk, we talked about uh, Provenev a lot. Mm-hmm. in the rookie tournament and i'm gonna have to look at kolachonek <laughs> and just yeah cover your mouth when you say kolachonek <laughs> i know like, where's billy smith when you need him but but these Better two than i could have done i'll tell you but that. these two players <laughs> very yeah. different styles very different players i believe one of them has to make the team i think they do they're yeah. gonna have seven guys on the ice they need to have seven um seven defensemen going uh, out of camp so that's another battle very, very different players. Kolachonek, more offensive, jumps up in the play, a little more risk-reward kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Rupovilnev, he's going to play physical. Mm-hmm. Like he, He's a bigger Stand body that can hit. And, and he can hit an open ice, and he can he can bury you in the corner. So different styles, so it's hard to compare them. But, but I still think that's another battle that one of those two has to make this team. Yeah, and then backup goalie. I don't have a feel for that. A starting goalie. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he no. said, <laughs> but right, has he said it's it's his job right now? No, 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 he has not. He, he's basically said it's very early. We're, we're still sorting all that out. Right. So Carter Hutton is the presumed number one yeah. right now. But again, and, and this is the week to start watching for it. Let, let's see what comes off, off the waiver wire. So let, let's see what players are available. And that may alter the face of this Coyotes roster a little bit more. Um, yeah, I yeah, think by the end of the week, you're going to see teams making cuts. Yes. You know, because, um, you, know, you know, clearly in the next seven to eight, nine days, teams are going to have to start preparing for their American League camps. They'll start paring down. Guys are going to start being available. Is there a last-minute waiver wire pick for the Coyotes in goal? I still think there may be. I, I don't know if they're comfortable enough going in with the group they've got. And we've talked about baking again. Is Prozvatov to me. At his age and where he at, he was at last year with the American League, he is the guy they're looking for down the road. You got to play, yeah. Got to play games, and you can't play games if you're sitting on a bench. So I think, I think he ends up down there. But again, that's why you play the games. Yeah. What's a what's another face to add, right, <laughs> from the waiver wire? Um, it's so interesting you talking about oh, like there's veteran players. You kind of know their role. There's so many new faces on this team, and we've talked about it. Can we pull up? The new faces, yeah. Look See, look how good he is. Feel free <laughs> to get out a pen or a <laughs> telestrator, whatever you have at home, and match the face to the name. Good luck. I'm not even sure I can do it still, and I've been around camp for a few days. Yeah, yeah. I know I couldn't. I was watching some video on their website yesterday of guys in the gym, and 
Man, it is. There are so <laughs> no, many. No, even new faces. on Instagram, they'll be yes. like, "Oh, there's 23 who's... games," and then they show, up, and I'm like, "Who's that?" And I'm clicking, yeah. and like, I'm not usually like that. Normally, I'm so on. I recognize hard. people on the Me street, too. but oh and my spent, gosh! And the other thing is, we we spent an entire season up in the press box talking to these guys on Zoom. Well, we had masks on; they they didn't. But it's still, it's it's harder when you're you're looking at a screen, and you're not around these guys, and then uh, we made all these widespread changes. It's insane. And I think one of the True. things we'll plug PHNX here. That's one of the things. Hopefully, we can help bridge that gap between the player, the new player, and the Coyote fan. You got to see a little bit of Christian Fisher and his personality and who he was. Hopefully, we can get some of these new guys in here because I and I'm not kidding, Louis Erickson. I know he's been in the league for a very long time, but there's guys. I, I, I have no idea who they are with their helmets off. Right. And let's help our, our fans get to know these guys. We're going to have Mario Duhamel on the show today to introduce a, a new assistant coach. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to hear his perspective of things. My wife's just ex- excited to hear his accent. Yeah. Well, I was uh, transcribing a, uh, an interview with Antoine Roussel, and she just stopped her work to, just to listen to his voice. Seriously? Yes. <laughs> My wife was like that with Antoine Vermet. Same thing. I, yeah, a lot of people were like that with I know. Antoine Vermet. Antoine. We I got Antoine. more than a few requests that I won't repeat on air. Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> No part in any of this. Sorry. But that's the other thing. We, you know, a lot of these teams, when you look at this preseason, they are spending most of their time looking at the rookies. Minnesota played St. Louis yesterday. You had um, even uh, James Neal, who's he's a tryout contract. Got to take a look at him. He lit it up, gets a hat trick. But Minnesota's looking at their, their young guys. They're not looking at their veteran players right now. And I think because of so many new faces, everybody's going to have to get looked at in this camp. And even Chikrin, not that he's going to make the team or not, or how many minutes he's going to get. It's how does he fit with a partner? That's yeah. going to be a key over the next six games. Can they get that fit? I wanted to ask you that. In, in light of what Andre told me with Strawman likely being his partner, why do you separate separate those guys in groups? Why not get them give them a look in the same group? You know, I, I can't speak for what the coaching staff's doing there. I'm surprised a little bit, especially when we had those two on paper together right away, and, and clearly the coach now does too. Mm-hmm. I would think the more they can play together in this shortened training camp, the better. Um, I'm sure he had his reasons as you look at the roster why groups are set up the way they are set up. Um, And and honestly, it could be everything to when does this group work out? I want these guys on the ice early. All of those things could have part of his decision or how he did power play. If he's more in power play practice, make sure you have the power play guys on, on one group. I would think going forward, you'll see those two playing a lot. Yeah, and we're close to that time anyway. And we've right? said this, Craig, just because it looks good on paper and they've been thinking about it for months, by October 15th, they might not be together. I have another logistical question related to a preseason game. Obviously, when you're playing an NHL game, it's like you're scouting the opponent. You're really like focusing on that sort of thing. And you know, from all we've talked about, it sounds like a preseason game is for you to evaluate your own team. How much preparation is there in terms of like scouting LA especially I mean you said they haven't even submitted their roster yet so like how do you even prepare for an opponent or are you actually not really and you're kind of just more preparing for yourself this guy's expertise (laughs) yeah the truth is game one preseason game one zero time is going to be sent on the LA Kings zero like they won't look at any LA Kings film because it they have no idea and honestly they don't care like they don't care what their systems <laughs> right. they're running. It's yeah. it's literally all about us. Yeah. You'll hear that a lot. This is about the Coyotes and how they perform. But by preseason game six, you will start to see some pre-scout meetings of the opponent. Not so much 
So you're scouting the opponent. It's to get in the habit and the practice of scouting that opponent. So your video meetings will have scouting elements to it. You'll have spent some of the day looking at the opponent's penalty kill and how they'll perform against your power play. Um, so some of that will happen by the end of camp more to get in the routine of actually going through the procedure of it than actually being concerned about it. The most difficult game of the year to scout for a video coach and the coaching staff is game one because you really have nothing to go by. You, you try to go by the preseason games, but those rosters have been you know taken from a bingo ball machine, so you, you don't know who they're going to be, right? So they don't have their full roster together. They might have injuries. Like Phil Kessel probably won't play in training we'll talk camp. talk about bingo balls with Coyotes fans. It's a sensitive subject. Oh, true. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> or, or maybe one day it will be I know. Maybe a very happy year. subject. Maybe. Speaking, You should so just start manifesting now. The ping pong balls? We should get ping pong balls in here. First, we'll do a clearing. A <laughs> clearing? Yeah. I'll Bring in my crystal. We need to have a ping pong ball in the studio. <laughs> yes, I have crystals. Don't shake your do, head at do me. Do you speak to your crystal? Or, uh, is that part of it? Do you actually wish things into the crystal? And I don't know how this works. <laughs> we need to work on all of this. Okay. Craig, sorry, good, Petey. I agree, though. Good no, things out bring good things Nothing in. at this I point can hurt the coyotes' positive. luck more than it already has <laughs> been lottery, hurt. No exactly. Yeah, seriously. So, thank right. you. <laughs> yeah, that is Shane knocking on wood. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something about... I, I don't, I generally don't read much into anything I see in terms of line combinations or pairs this early because we're, yeah. you know, this is day five of camp. <clears throat> but heading into preseason game number one, like I noticed some things yesterday. Um, Barrett Hayton, for instance, uh, which line mates he had. Uh, do, do you put anything behind this? Like, I'll give you some examples. He was between uh, Keller, uh, blanking on who his other wing was. Kraus. Yeah, Lawson Kraus. I wrote it in the story, and now I can't remember <laughs> it. But read your story. Peter read the story. You Look at that. I actually wrote <laughs> yeah. it and forgot yeah. it. Okay. But it, Nick Schmalz was with Louis Erickson. Uh, Jay Beagle was with Dimitri Ashkin. Do you do you make anything of you that? You do, because yeah. what you want to do, especially the guys that you're looking at comparing, yeah. you want to make sure you give a Barrett Heaton. If he's somebody you're clearly looking at, mm-hmm. you want to make sure you're surrounding him with skilled, good players to give him the best opportunity to show what he can do. And so I think you're going to see those line matchups are extremely important on who they're pairing you with. Now, in the, in the case of Schmaltz, and it was at Louis Erickson, you, 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 now you're seeing if there's some chemistry yeah. from guys that are going to make the team. Do they have anything? And that, you know, you could see a pair, and we talk a lot about pairs versus a whole line exactly. trios. Yeah. You look at a, does a pair click? Do they work well together, these two players? Like Schmaltz and Keller, we saw a lot of that. Mm-hmm. At glimpses last year, it was a pair, and you'd s- switch the different winger. And you, you hope that you get that three-line chemistry. But you always look for pairs because people get hurt. People are in the penalty box. You, you, you're jumbling lines all the time. And as long as that pair is solid, so maybe that's what they're looking at with Schmoltz and Louis Erickson. Is there any chemistry at all? And, and I think with Louis, you know, it's a skilled player, and we've talked about the waning years of his career, but, but they're seeing if they can – jump started again can we rejuvenate with a skilled centerman um like a nick schmaltz can he get him the puck so i think yeah even though it is game one preseason game one there is something to read into it having said that players are worse than all of us and fans and analysts when any kind of a list goes up inside the room whether it's what time we get on the bus here's the players getting on the bus right why is that guy's name above mine well it's got nothing to do with anything but why is, well, his name's in blue mine's in red Honestly, Rick Tockett's pen at the time might have been writing blue, run out, and he grabbed a green pen. <laughs> but when you're when you're in it, there's so much <clears throat> dependent on your livelihood, your career, that they read everything into everything. They'll pull me aside. Hey, Petey, I was I was listed there. 
Deep breath means absolutely nothing. So we really tried as a coaching staff. Everything was either numerical or alphabetic as best as we could. And if it did have something to do with experience or a veteran, we always we went to Hockey DB and we'd list players by number of games played. Why is the list like that? Games played. And then yeah. there was no that's argument. That's so interesting. It's yeah. just like, but isn't that a kid? Like, that's what you do. Well, why is my name right. in capitals and his isn't? Or, <laughs> it is. It's it's Kaiser. That's great. It, it's that insecurities that you can't believe they're in a professional athlete. They exist for them too. All right. Let me ask you another deep in the weeds question. Oh, no. Like talking about that one threesome that I, that I noticed that I was like, okay, yeah. maybe these guys could actually play together if Barrett makes the team. Barrett's a right-handed center. Kells is playing the off wing. So left, right wing, left My shot. Side. Lawson's a left shot on the left side. It's easier for Barrett to get the puck to loss. Does it create any issues for Clayton playing the off wing with a right-handed center? You don't know because you, you watch how Clayton plays the game. He likes coming off that off wing because the way he opens up on the top yeah. of the circle to get his shot. Clayton's going to get the puck. Yeah, I'm not worried about Clayton getting the puck with with a right-handed versus a left-handed centerman. Um, and that the skill level of these guys, they can make a backhand pass. And just because you start off on the center ice dot and you're on the right-hand side – by the time the puck gets dumped into the, to yeah. the other end of the ice, you're somewhere else anyway. So I don't read too much into that. You look at the the hand of the centerman is most <laughs> important when you're taking that face off in your defensive zone. Where is he winning the puck to? So that's the rest of it. Once you start playing, guys are everywhere. And I think Clayton, I like some guys coming off their off wing because they seem to be able to walk into the middle of the ice better and get that better shot from the inside. And we've talked about Clayton's ability to get to the inside. Maybe this will encourage him to take that path to the inside instead of trying to beat people wide. Mm. Another thing, you know, we we know we don't have the roster yet. Did they, did the players who are playing tonight know they're playing? And if so, are they treating this like, uh, do they treat preseason games like, you know, the pregame nap, the pregame meal, like the whole routine? You know, you talked about players overthinking things. I know. NHL players are renowned for having their routines and their superstitions. So does that mean everybody is doing their pregame routine? Yeah, they, they would have known last night. They okay, would have so known after the skate yesterday. They would have posted a roster for today's game. They did. Okay. And, and you could have even seen it at the morning skate today. The, you, you never know. The, the reason I like there's a morning skate with the players that are expected to play tonight. But you never know if there are going to be any last-minute changes or tweaks to the roster. So, so everyone's kind of treating yeah. It like, they have a sense. They 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 have a sense that they're going to play. But there could be a couple tweaks where the roster changes a player or two going into the game yeah. today. And yeah. would they treat a preseason game like? A- You'd hope so. Again, it, it goes back to who you are and what you need to prepare. I think as a staff, meaning from the head coach all the way down to the equipment staff and medical staff, they're treating this like a regular game. They need to get in those routines. They need to have those habits. Because you can't just go from zero miles an hour to 110. So they'll use it like a real game. Um, Some players, the more experienced guys, they don't need as much prep time. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. They'll still go the same routines. We'll still have, you know, they'll look at a morning skate, a morning meeting, a a team meal following that. There'll be a space for a nap if they choose to take it, which is literally right now. Um, They'll follow the same routines, but how they prep for it, I think is really going to be based on what that individual player needs. The younger guys are absolutely taking this like a regular season game. You know, when those young kids going from rookie tournament to this, this is a big deal. You know, it wouldn't be a big deal for for a guy that's playing his thousandth game. If Phil, I know he's not playing, but as an example, if he were in the lineup, his emotional state versus a Ben McCartney's emotional state going into this game are much, much different. Um, I meant to ask you this, like with one of those rookies, um, do you ever have a situation where 
look, all these guys are used to competing. They're used to playing in games. But do you ever have a situation where a rookie was going into his first preseason NHL game and was just too amped up, too nervous, too, where you had to like, whoa. You know, and what, it happens, and it happens more often than you think. But what, I can't think of any specific examples, nor would I want to point a guy out. But what you do is you just keep throwing him on the ice. You'll, you'll double shift and you'll throw them every other. Just keep playing. Get on the ice. Get more touches and just say, hey, it's, it's just hockey. It's 200 by 85. It's the same sheet of ice. Take a deep breath. You're going to put that kid out all the time. Get as much ice as you possibly can because once they do, you get through that first warm-up and your first and your second and your third shift to go, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. So I think it happens in almost every young guy that's never been in that situation. Even the good players, you know, even a Keller or, or a Chikrin, you still get that nervous anxiety because you need to perform. Um, so you get them out there, get those reps in and get them playing. It's like first day of school vibes. It's just like you just want to yeah. get the day over with sort of thing. Um, well, we can talk um, more about preseason with um, assistant coach Mario Duhamel, who is joining us in just a moment. But before we get to that, I just want to remind everybody that um, our show is always brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL. Um, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code PHNX, you'll receive $150 in free bets instantly when you place a $1 bet on any football game. Um, and right now there's a... Um, thing on DraftKings where if you do a same game parlay and your bet doesn't hit, you'll be credited up to $25, which I'm sure um, our producer Shane used yesterday because he had a really rough day um, on DraftKings. Mine, mine are already gone. <laughs> oh, well, he already used it up, but um, be sure to watch Shane on PHNX bets. For <laughs> uh, but anyway, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your money whenever you want. Um, so that's the code PHNX to receive your $150 in free bets and do those same game parlays. 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, eligibility restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. All right, there he is. Mario. <laughs> Mario, how are you? Uh-oh. Good yourself. Oh. Doing well here. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it's it's actually nice to be able to introduce you to the Coyotes fan base here. Uh, obviously, uh, you haven't been here that long, so let let's start there. Actually, uh, uh, just curious how how you're adjusting to everything so far here in the valley. The weather appears to have taken a turn for the good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It was pretty odd when we came in the first night in uh, end of July and. Uh, in August, been uh, really hot, but uh, can't complain. When you come from the north, uh, you see a lot of days where it's cold, so you can't complain when it's too hot. I can tell you that. But uh, now the family's been uh, the family's been adjusting very well. My three kids are in school and they're doing well. They have uh, some friends. Everything's rolling. My wife is happy. So, uh, like we say, if the family, I won't say my wife, but if the family's happy. We're happy. <laughs> yeah, because for you, it's you're going into the rink every day, whether it's in Quebec or it's Arizona. Your day is pretty much the same. It's all about your family, right? I understand you have a pretty good hockey playing son that's already all settled in and playing up at the ice then. <laughs> I don't know if he's that good, but he, he's, a, he's a good player. He loves, he loves his passion about, uh, his, uh, about uh, hockey, and uh, he's doing a lot of other sports as well. But uh, yeah, he's doing uh, pretty well so far. He's enjoying it, and uh, I can't tell you that, guys. He he get used pretty quickly to uh, fly in, fly out. 
to that big lifestyle of uh, taking the plane to play in order to play hockey, which uh, back in uh, Quebec and Ontario, we're not used to that. So, uh, so my wife told me that he was uh, getting used to it pretty quickly. So, which is, I don't know if it's a good news or a bad news. <laughs> we'll, we'll check back in on that one. Uh, Mario, I want to talk to you. you. You obviously have a very long-standing relationship with, with Andre. Um, and you and I and, and Andre actually all talked about that initial meeting at a restaurant, South Shore, Montreal. Can you take us back to that initial meeting when it looked like Andre was actually thinking about hiring someone else, but <laughs> this two-plus-hour meeting convinced him that he had to hire the guy right across the table from him? Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting meeting. That was a fun meeting, to be honest with you. And uh, it's somebody that we had in, in uh, common that uh, allowed us to to, to meet. And uh, because uh, I was uh, coaching Major AAA back then, and uh, uh, in uh, South Shore, Montreal, and uh, one of their scouts in Rouen uh, was working at the same school that I was uh, coaching. So uh, yeah, he he just asked me if I was interested to to go iron and. In my career and I said yes so he put me in contact with Andre and uh, like you said we had a great meeting that day uh, over two hours of great chat talking hockey talking about life talking about philosophy so uh, I thought it went pretty smooth or really smooth actually and uh, that was a fun meeting where we uh, we talked like I said about many things but uh, it seems that we were on the same page and I think he liked my uh, my, my philosophy my background there where it was a little bit different than this in a, in a, in a way that uh, the way we were doing things in our team was a little bit different, but still with the same philosophy, but different approach. So I think that was the key there to uh, to connect and bond together. Who chose the restaurant? He did. He did. He always do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so was, no, well, was I guess joke. we could ask you this. I don't want to get you in trouble, but was the meal good? Oh yeah, oh yeah. In in, uh, in the province of Quebec, we have a restaurant called Saint Hubert. So it's Saint Hubert. Uh, it's uh, it's ch- it's a chicken uh, roastery, and uh, it, it's really obviously we all love it. And uh, so it was a kind of a common sense to go there. And uh, so yeah, now he picked he picked the restaurant because uh, we didn't know each other uh, back then. But now I can tell you that uh, it's pretty much 50-50 now on who's picking the, the meals and who's picking the restaurant. As long as he's paying, that's all that really matters, right? Uh, so uh, I think he paid. Uh, uh, to be honest with you, that's back in 05, but I'm pretty sure that he paid. But, uh, now, now, now I have to, I, have to, I want to chip in here and there, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you look at, at how well you two know each other and your backgrounds are the same. You, you, you've You've become very comfortable with each other. But what's it like now interjecting the two of you into the Coyotes coaching room that has three coaches that have been here with a different head coach, different players? And how has that relationship been able to build over really just a few weeks? Yeah, that was a question for the uh, the other three. But I think we're get, we're uh, mingling pretty well, to be honest with you. Uh, we, as you know, Bear and uh, – you, you learn me, but uh, we're pretty upbeat guys, and uh, we, we love life, first of all, you know what I mean? So uh, we're really passionate about what we're doing, and uh, these guys, like Howie, uh, Stiller, and Schwabi, they, they, they love to be around the game, too. So we, we get along very well, to be honest with you. We develop, day after day, we develop our relationship with the, on the ice and off the ice. The last five days been outstanding for that in order to be able to go on the ice and learn to work together, but the chemistry is really good. 
And uh, to be honest with you, I'm really looking forward to this season because uh, uh, there's a lot of good knowledge and we're we're high, high, high pace, high tempo. It's fun. It's fun to be around. Um, Mario, you had other opportunities to be a head coach in the queue. What led you to join Andre um, in this move to Arizona? I'm just going to uh, first, uh, and I know that was uh, you guys wrote in the queue, but I was more in the OHL, more in the OHL, and I couldn't stay uh, back in Ottawa there with the OHL, which is not a big deal, the Q or the O, but uh, is the CHL at the end of the day. But uh, just uh, just wanted to give you a little heads up there. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it was, uh, I had two good scenarios on the table, to be honest with you. And at the end of the day, uh, first, it was important for my, for my family to be, a tease with with the situation you know what i mean obviously when you think about hockey uh there was no hesitation and we were ready as a family to move but when you have to cross the bridge now it's okay uh we have to take a decision here for uh, the, our our kids uh our family for the next uh, years in front of us so it was a it was a big decision but it was an easy one as soon as uh that the family was uh, on board for me, it was just normal to 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 follow Bear here because uh, for the loyalty, you know what I mean. It's uh, we've been friends since '05. Uh, he been he been there for me. I've been there for him. And since day one that he got interviewed with the, the youth with the youth, sorry, uh, he kept me in the loop and told me that he wanted me on board. So for me, that was that was really uh, something that meant meant a lot for me. Uh, so. That he wanted me again on board, so and right from the get go. So for me again, like I said, it was more about being loyal, loyal to him, like he'd been loyal to me. So and I was asking myself if I want to be assistant coach again in the NHL, who I wanted to be with, and the answer was Bear. So one plus one makes two. So and Arizona is not a bad spot, like you guys mentioned earlier. <laughs> so, uh, and, it would have been it would have been a good experience for my kids as well to live in an English environment where where I, I had to dig and and grind it more when I was young to learn my English. So uh, so my older son Thomas, the one that plays hockey, uh, he he's really good in English because he we lived in Colorado before. He was right there at that age to learn. But my two daughters who are younger, they were really young back then. So. Uh, they, they, they're good, but they got to improve their English, which will open a lot of doors later down the road for them. Mario, if, if you had to highlight some of the uh, the main tenets of your philosophy and approach and how that meshes with, with Andre, what would you say? Uh, that's a really good question. Uh, it's, we, we, like to, we like to grind out. Uh, we like to work. Uh, so that's why, that's why we spend a lot of time together. Uh, and like you mentioned, philosophy, we have to be on the same page uh, in our foundation, which we are. And from there, we want to challenge, challenge ourselves in order to be better. So he challenged me, I challenge him, and uh, we grow together, so which is great. But uh, we, we love to be relentless. We, we love to be resilient. That's the way we are, and that's how we, we like our team to play. So there's a lot of things about how to build a culture, how to build that feel of belonging that we we, feel, we we think the same way. So that's why it becomes smooth 
days in, days out to work together because uh, there's no argument on that, on the philosophy. It's really about how we're going to present that, how we're going to make sure that we're moving forward. Uh, it's more about how we're going to develop that plan that we can have some uh, bumps or challenges, but not about the philosophy itself. So that's why we spend the good time, our energy at the right place instead of at the wrong place. That's why I think we 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 be we uh, we work well together. And if you look at our backgrounds, as uh, the way we uh, build our career, but also how we've been raised with our own families, there's a lot of uh, of uh, links there that but that, that we can connect the dots very quickly. And how we been educated with the values of his family, with my family. So that's why we get along very well. You, you talk about philosophy and culture and how you work together. And I'm going to bring it into the hockey world now. And you got to teach these guys your style and Coach Trinier's style of how to play the game. And you've had four days to teach these guys a new style. And usually yep. you're dealing with 20 players, maybe one or two new guys. So you got 14 new players to the organization, plus a new head coach. How have you been able to instill your style of play and Coach Trinier's style of play in four days. Yeah, it's a, it's one bite at a time, me. Eh? So uh, our our guys been really good so far, to be honest with you. Uh, we as a coaching staff, we arrive ready. Obviously, this is our our job, and that's the that's the easy part. Uh, but the players, they have in mind ready. They're ready to fight every day. Uh, they're ready to learn and and uh, and uh, to study every day. Uh, they do the extra mile. So it's been an outstanding four or five days so far. Uh, we just finished our, our practice today. And again, we made some huge improvement uh, in our uh, type of style and uh, in our standards. So every day, the guys get better and better. So I love my hat to, to the players, but uh, they do a great job. But it's we got to make it happen and really quickly, like you mentioned. So we cannot waste any time. But uh, it's all about saying the same, talking the same language and being straight to the points, keeping that simple. Well, when we, when we have our Coyote fans stopping out to Gila River tonight at their first look at an Andre Trinier team, what kind of style of hockey can they expect to see from his style of play? Or that, you know, what are some of the buzzwords you're using or what kind of play can we expect to see? I mentioned it. That's a really good question. I mentioned a little bit earlier about the relentless. Uh, that's who we are. So there's no there's no two sets of rule on, on that. You got to work your nuts off. Uh, being relentless, resilient. We want to play a high paced game where we're tough to play against. Where whatever the scenario, whatever the situation, you'll see a, a bunch of guys who will never quit, never say die. And we want to be the the aggressor. We want to play, like I said, a high pace. Want to be aggressive out there in every zone. We don't. We don't like to sit back. We love to attack. We love to have the mentality of attacking, and we want to possess that puck. In order to possess that puck, yes, you got to play both sides of the puck. It's not about uh, only playing in offense. It's about playing both sides of the puck. But we love to manage that puck in order to keep that puck having a time possession. So that's what fans can expect. I know that I'm that, and it's all with our culture, that brotherhood, that uh, ensure that we all push in together. 
Awesome. And before you got on, we were talking a lot about what we can expect from tonight's preseason matchup. What are you, from a coaching perspective, um, looking to see or looking to gain from tonight's um, game against L.A.? Absolutely. It's the first preseason game, so we're really focusing on us, guys, really focusing on what we've been preaching the last four days. And we want to make a step forward again tonight. Like I mentioned, we've been building our foundation since day one. It's exactly what we want to continue to, to do so. Tonight, it's just another opportunity to get better in a game-like situation, which is going to be great. We're going to have good footage out of that, but the guys at some point, they love to practice. We want to practice like we play, but now it's time to, to play a good game tonight in order to improve ourselves as a, as, a, as a staff, as a, as a, as a team, but uh, about the cohesion. Uh, so uh, tonight, that's what we expect, improving in our system, in our standards, in our uh, funda fundamentals that we call. We want to get better at it, that's for sure. All right, Mario, thank you so much. We know you have a really busy day in the <laughs> first game, so thank you for taking some time out of your yeah. day to join us on the show. Thanks, Mario. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day and see you tonight. We'll see you tonight. Thank you. you awesome. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, good to good to get to know uh, a new member of the staff. Obviously, uh, I think people have gotten a little bit of a sense of Andre Turigny by this point because he's you know he's been in the news for a while around here. But there were, there were rumors for a long time that Mario was going to join him. We all expected it, but it wasn't announced until very recently. So good to get uh, a sense of one of the you know driving forces behind this coaching staff. Yeah, and he's got a personality. To yes, him he too. does. Yeah, he's yeah. fun. Yeah. I hope I we get to I love again. a Quebec accent. Too. Yeah, There's nothing like it. <laughs> well, I, I will say he's good. He's knowledgeable, but most importantly, Coach Turney has his right hand man here. He can feel comfortable. He can walk into the coach's room and have no right away. He's got somebody on his side in his corner. And that really goes a long way. I, I mean, I'm excited. And he answered the questions the right way about the rest of the coaching staff. It is hard to meld those adult men first before you get to work with the players. Um, so hopefully it translates the excitement and energy they have in that room can translate into the locker room. Yeah. And you referenced um, a story in there about his initial meeting, um, which I actually read in about in the story that you wrote on um, Mario joining the team, which was, I thought, like a really great story. So if people want more you know, information on that meeting and what we were referring to there. You can read it um, in Craig Stories at gophnx.com where you can have access to those stories if you are a member. So you can either sign up for the annual membership and with that you get a free shirt as well. Um, if you want to do month to month, you can try the first month for just 50 cents to give it a try. Um, there's a lot of great content on there and I know we always pump Craig Stories, but I know. They're, there gr again. they're great, so there's a reason. Yep. No, the truth <laughs> is, if you want to find out what's going on inside Coyote Hockey, you need to get a look at Craig's articles. But beyond Craig's articles, there is going to be more content at gophnx.com mm -hmm. as the season progresses. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's different videos, different interviews, it's not just Craig's written content. Um, there will be a lot more for members to digest once the Coyotes start playing games. Including a heck of a preview that we have planned for the season. Yep. There you go. Pretty detailed, so and I'm not going to say any more. Than that. <laughs> <laughs> work, work, work. All right, well, before we move on to our last segment of the show, I just wanted to uh, ask Petey a, per a question. How did your uh, your bets go yesterday? It's hard, so I had, to, I had to cleanse and clear first. The truth <laughs> Kurt, is... Look at, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> we talked about... 
what how easy the app is to use and unfortunately it'd be a little too easy for me um every game that would come on and you know what that's the other thing too we want to say about DraftKings. you don't have to bet the farm on every game i i put five dollar bets on just to help me get interested in the game and boy edge of the seat action last night my my two game parlay with the green bay packer game i had Green Bay getting the first touchdown, which they did in their second possession. And I needed um, Aaron Rodgers to throw for a 279 yards after 184 in the first half. I figured I'm going to get there. I just came up a little bit short in the second half. <laughs> so it was heartbreaking. How many yards did he, well, he, he had 161 yards and I needed 179. So 18. Oh. So two nine-yard passes. Two, 261 yards. 261. What did I say? So it was 261 to, two, yeah. to 279, and there was a play in the second half, and I don't want to talk too much football, but it was a 45-yard <laughs> gain. Receiver has it in his hands, and he gets helmet-to-helmet hit. Oh, the concussion. Yeah. Yep, oh, laying on the yeah, field, yeah. no 45-yard gain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no parlay for Petey. <laughs> but, but we hope the guy with the concussions okay. Yeah, so, we clearly. do. Yeah. And maybe you got your credited twenty five dollars back. Yeah, I got my twenty five dollars back from DraftKings. I did. So you're not down actual. No. Nope. Yeah, just down just in pride. Just yep. in just pride. practicing. We're just learning how exactly. to do it. Exactly. Exactly. It's only sports betting only Thanks, been Draft around Kings. here for about a, a few weeks. So um, you can um, participate in all that sort of action to um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app using code PHNX when you sign up and. Then you can get your $150 in free bets. You can get your $25 credit for the same game parlays. And then you can be part of what we're talking about here. Um, I want to wrap us up. We So we want to bring back a listener question segment. So if you have questions for us that you want us to answer, message in the member discord, tweet at the at PHNX underscore coyotes so we can get to your questions. We have just a couple um, today from some of our discord members. Um, a lot of it we talked about because we talked about players to watch during the preseason yeah we've we've talked about a lot of what's been asked but i just want to make sure that people hear what they what they ask so um we'll start with strazi ask what do you think the long-term plans are for a player like schmaltz what's the likelihood that he gets traded this season or next summer five years left on that contract at a cap hit of 5.8 that's that's probably a tough move in this market, right? Yeah, but it's same similar things that we said about Phil Kessel. Yeah. If he has a great year, he's tradable. Mm-hmm. If Nick Schmaltz comes out and he plays that elite level that he is capable of on a consistent basis, that contract now becomes an attractive contract. He's just going to have to show that he can consistently play to a high level, which he hasn't been able to do here uh, over the last few years. So would they like to trade him? I mean, I, I don't necessarily think he's part of the four year from now you know, parade around um, Van Buren Avenue with the cup? Maybe. Um, because that contract that we say is difficult to trade now, four years from now, that's going to be a great contract if he's an elite first-line center. If right. he's not, no. He'll get opportunity this year. You would expect at least yeah. he'll get opportunity in minutes and situations that maybe he hasn't enjoyed in the past because of the makeup of the roster. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, something to keep an eye on. Um, Marked Difference asked, has a rough cost been put together for upgrades to Veterans Memorial Coliseum? If so, how much? And is it still a viable option uh, for the Coyotes moving forward? Working on it. <laughs> yeah, Craig's, Craig and I hope to go tour the facility. I know there's something we had planned to do earlier. It's just so many things have come up. Uh, I, It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a big deal. And Craig will have yeah. all of those teals in an upcoming story. 
pitch, right? There it is. You put me under the gun now, yeah. so get it rid of pressure. <laughs> Let's go. People are waiting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, those questions were from our members only Discord, which you can have access to if you sign up for a membership at gophnx.com. Um, if you're watching us here on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. And then you can follow everyone at phnx underscore sports. We have Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, as I mentioned. Um, subscribe where you listen to podcasts as well. And we have some exciting stuff coming up for you this week. Um, mm-hmm. On Wednesday, ASU's head coach, Greg Powers, will be joining us here in studio. Yes. So Wednesday's edition of our show is going to be very ASU yep. hockey oriented. All things oriented. college hockey and yeah. ASU. On Three Wednesday. goalies in the same room. <laughs> That's right. Keep, oh we are going to have to talk about It's going to be unbearable. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> very true so we have that to look forward to this week um among some other things and i mean most importantly there's a hockey game tonight so yeah. and craig I, before we go because we were both attending tonight's tilt at Gila river arena tonight's tilt nice in the press box i like it yes do i have press to box sit by TV? you is that you don't a thing? have to Another sit by me. I mean, is it, it like a sign look seating? that awkward if you sat somewhere else but, i'm just asking you know, people might ask questions you're like, so wow, busy working one week in there's sort of three you are working already a rift Wow, you work. What's going on there? I'm probably not going to work. Big as hard egos. Tonight. You know, somebody's not managing that town. Assigned seating. People will talk. Just pull up with your hot dog and your ketchup. No, I did. <laughs> tell me the last game. Did I not come through the last game? What do you mean last game? She's talking about hot dogs. What did I do at the last game? I don't even. The remember. rookie tournament. I don't even remember. I brought you popcorn and pretzels. You did bring. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I brought you popcorn. Brought and me is is a, an overstatement of what okay, happened. Okay, I did not bring them with me in the yes, car. Correct. They have them in the press area. Yes. I brought. He you. was kind enough to bring me a cup of, exactly. of popcorn. I know who butters we my will, bread. Okay, I will I follow it. up with you both tomorrow on how the press box experience yeah. was for the two. Let's just like get in. Right Craig's heads. got a press, press. He's got a press pass for how many years? I just hope I get in. Oh my like, Will they God. let me in? You'll get in, buddy. Yeah. yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see this. Uh, you know, I, listen. Yeah. Rather than watching camp practices, yeah. camp practices get dull really fast. So <laughs> let's see a game. Yeah. I do have a piece moving on uh, uh, that I'll publish on Barrett Hayton at some point on Tuesday as well. We talked a lot about his battle to make this roster this season and all that he's been through. So I'll have a story on that on yeah. the website on on uh, PHNX Sports, of course. Uh, Go PHNX dot com. <laughs> can speak that out <laughs> somehow it didn't sound very good but wow well, we'll have to excellent. work on that um that but excellent. yeah i do have a barrett hayton story coming tomorrow let me just lay it All right. yeah. and tomorrow we'll also have an audio um only podcast going over uh, last night's game so stay tuned for that as well thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you tomorrow first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on that's nice at caskers.com we make this experience easy caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code welcome 10 for ten dollars off your first purchase get ten dollars off your first purchase with code welcome 10 at caskers.com